Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show on this Wednesday morning. It's finally better weather here, so I'm less cranky. (laughs) There's been more sunshine, so yay, calving is going better. I had one baby calf born when it was so cold, the poor little thing, and she just didn't, didn't go well. Like, her energy was so low, and We had to bottle feed her. First, we had to drench her, which means we put the milk in a bag and a tube goes down her throat so she can get something warm in her tummy to give her that energy so she can stand up. So best case scenario is the calf is born, the mother licks it all off to dry it and to get all the goo off because it's a little bit messy, and then the calf, you know, gets stimulated by the mother licking it stands up and has a drink and has that great start on life because the first milk has cholesterol in it and it's got full of like vitamins and nutrients and all sorts of good things. So that's what we want to have happen. And then the calf gets that great start and it has energy and then it continues on and pretty soon it's racing around the pasture, the corral, wherever we have them. And it's adorable. (laughs) Unfortunately, it doesn't always go that way. So this baby was born to Jojo, one of our favorites, Um, but she's a really nice cow, so that's helpful because some of them, when they have their babies, they're slightly cranky or a lot. (laughs) But, you know, as moms, those of us that are moms, we can relate. (laughs) We're a little protective of our kids, too. Anyways, so this little baby girl, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. And she just, uh, it was just too cold, and, you know, so we drenched her, and then, um, We got her up and sucking, but we had to, like, hold her up. Like, she was just weak, like, just energetically and physically. And so we'd hold her up, and and then the next morning I went out and I made a bottle for her, and I had to go. And and her mom is nice, but I still locked her out of where we were because, you know, I don't need to be distracted because she's still a, a cow, right? And she might run me over just because she's edgy and irritated, And I want to focus on this little baby. And so I had to, like, hold her head up and, like, just – because the other thing that happens when they don't get that first drink and that really great first start is they're slow, like mentally slow. Like they don't catch on to things as quick. It takes them longer to catch up. And so I had to hold her head up and feed her the bottle and it took her three-quarters of that bottle before she figured out what was going on, and then she was way better. And, of course, as I'm doing this, I'm totally doing energy work on her, right? Because, of course, I am. <laughs> and um, so she got it all in, and then she was sitting up a little bit more, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I think there's hope. I, of course, if you've been listening, we know that yeah, we had that bad go with that horse, and... 
I fully admit I'm overprotective. I'm over anxious about losing any more animals. And so I'm hyper vigilant about it all. I may be driving my husband crazy, but I've been proven to be right. So <laughs> do just go with it. Anyways, so then she sat up more and I was like, Okay, I feel like I feel like we're gonna be okay. I feel like she's got some energy now. She just needed that extra start. And so when I went out later, she had moved, and I'm like, yeah, because that means she actually stood up and walked around, right? There's no way her mother moved her because, I mean, because they're big. Like, they're, she's probably about, she's a little on the small side. She's probably about 65 pounds, 70 pounds, but that's still big. Anyways, that night when we're doing evening chores, um, my husband held her up, and she drank, and then he didn't have to hold her up anymore. She stood on her own, and she drank from her mama, and she's doing fabulous. Now, here's something else that happens all the time. These baby calves, bless their hearts, they're brats, man. They like to lay and sleep in the sunshine, and they are so still looking. And they scare me all the time, especially this one calf. His name's Blizzard. He's out of a 4-H cow. And he likes to sleep with his tongue out. And his eyes are black, like, all around. And so you can't tell if his eyes are open or closed and his tongue's hanging out. And seriously, he looks dead. I can't tell you how many times I go out there and I'm like, oh, God, please be breathing, please be breathing. And I'm just panicked. Brats, brats me around the bale and it's all better but yeah brats. so yeah I'm getting a lot of lessons in um, calm down <laughs> have faith mm-hmm. just calm down yeah I get attached <laughs> I was at um, my husband or my husband my son has a, an exchange right now with the YMCA and there's a group of kids from Mississauga here in Alberta. And um, I went in last night to cook supper for them with Mother Fabulous Moms. And then I was sitting, eating with them and chatting with some of the kids. And I think it was the principal of their school. Anyways, we ended up, he asked me where I lived. And I said I lived on a ranch. We ended up talking about cows because I do have more pictures of cows and horses on my phone than my kids. I don't know. just how I roll. And so we were talking about all of that and you know the differences in lifestyle and it was it's really really interesting to me and they were you know talking about what they're hoping to see because they get to go to jasper tomorrow and how they get to see the animals and and you know and how they're having these different kinds of experiences and i'm a firm believer in enjoy your experience even when it's bumpy I know that sounds like a conflict, but here's the thing. Every time you have an experience, whether it's positive or not so positive, it's yours, and you get to learn from it. You don't have to, but you can. So everything that happens is worthwhile. Everything that happens does actually have a purpose, even if we don't find out for a long time, but we have to cultivate that self-awareness, and we have to be honest with ourselves and then trust ourselves. 
trust that it's going to be okay. Trust there's a reason. And then there's compassion. So um, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I talked about getting mean-girled at a board meeting, that I was trying to join the board because I work for the organization, and I knew that if I didn't join the board and take those steps, I was probably going to walk away. And I had somebody totally mean-girl me. Wow. (laughs) Are we adults or in high school? I mean, granted, the organization runs out of the high school, so maybe there's just that energy there. And it was shocking, and, you know, I've talked about it a lot. So I had a board meeting on Monday, and here's what's interesting, and I am annoyed. My ego is so annoyed. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I do roll my eyes at the meetings, and I need to watch myself. I need to go in there with a lot of self-awareness to make sure I behave. (laughs) I know. I don't want to. But I like what the organization does. And I also know through many experiences that if I say what I might want to say, I will probably end up walking away. And I do good there. And I feel like I have a choice to make on whether to say what actually probably needs to be said and creating a divide or just keeping my mouth shut and waiting and biding my time until the time is right. Because the same person that worked so hard to try to keep me out blatantly and got called on it, not by me, and was not happy, is now like my bestie. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. And Oh, you should do this. How did that go? And here's my problem. This is total gaslighting. When someone tries to pretend that they didn't do something, and wants to convince everyone else, oh, they would never be like that. I'm so nice. Look how nice I am to her. Look how I value her participation and her contribution to our organization. And it's like, hi, Shannon, glad you're here. Oh, you should come to this with us. And I'm doing that voice on purpose because I'm annoyed. And even when I'm leaving, oh, bye. Like, I want to, like, say, you know, it's not going to work. I hold a grudge, fully admit. Once you've lost my trust, it's you're never getting it back. It's just how it is. I can have compassion, though. I've And the thing is, I've never been anything but respectful. She has said horrible things to me, horrible. And I just bring up the energy of compassion because The other thing is, it's not really worth it to me to have a fight with her. Like, it's not worth my energy. Because if I do, I will walk away. And I tutor people. I teach them digital literacy, how to use their computers. And it's amazing. I'm getting amazing results with them because I can connect to people really well. And I don't want to let her ruin that. Because she's not ruining it just for me. She's ruining it for the community. 
but I'm struggling with being gracious with the fake. How do you guys handle that? Like I left the meeting and I was like, really? And I was totally rolling my eyes. I was annoyed. And, you know, even some of the things she said, the facilitator and I are looking at each other like, we've discussed this. And she's just trying to, like, assert her authority, which, bless her heart, she's the chair. She gets to be the boss. But I get to have boundaries. And they really want me to do this workshop for them. Well, the facilitator does. And I'm, no, I've been putting it off because I'm too annoyed and I don't know that I would be an adult. (laughs) I know me. I need to have the time to work through what I want to say because one of my skills is to get my point across in a way that people don't even realize they've been called out and kind of nudged. It plants the seeds and gets them thinking without them being embarrassed or ashamed. I hope that makes sense. I do know how to do that really well. And so I need, and I have a plan for it for this group because I also want her to not do this to anybody else, but really I can't stop her. I'm like really finding it challenging just to keep my mouth shut. But I do because I just keep telling myself, be compassionate. Because really, there's nothing like a group of women to get into a fight, right? And that's what would happen. And I really don't want to make her life terrible. I know she doesn't have that same feeling about me, (laughs) but that's okay. That's not who she is, but it is who I am. And so I do bite my tongue. I roll my eyes silently. I contribute where it's beneficial. Like they came up with some stuff, and I'm like, ooh, that would be a great plan for a class. And I know I surprised one of the ladies because here's the thing. It's really easy for us to have preconceived notions about someone, and I do know that one of the board members had preconceived notions about me and didn't really care for me because of what she was told about me by this other person. And that is changing. Because my strategy has been just to go, do good work, contribute when necessary, but I don't need to have my voice heard just to have it heard. I'm quiet at the meetings until I have something to contribute or something that actually is something I can contribute to, but I'm also careful because I don't want to take over, and I do have natural leadership tendencies. I can't help it. I can organize people. It's, it's just a skill. So, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. Trusting yourself, compassion, and faith. So here in Alberta and neighboring provinces, there was a really horrible accident. There was a bus full of hockey players, and it got hit by a semi, and 15 people crossed over, and there was another 14 injured in the hospital. And these are young men, 
and then their coaches, and I believe um, a commentator, and I'm not sure who else. There was quite a number, and it's been devastating, and it's been hard. Like, going on social media, it's lovely to see all the support and prayers, but it's hard, and people are just a mess. And so if you want to join me in sending prayers to everybody, I would appreciate that. I don't know how you ever get over this. And so like I said, my son is on an exchange group right now, and they're busing everywhere. And as parents, we're all a little um, edgy. It's hard to put our kids on that bus. And so when we were doing supper last night, moms and I were talking about it, said, you know, you just need to have faith because we can't stop tragedies from happening, but we can't let fear overrule. Now, here's my trick for deciding if it's a legit intuitive concern or just human ego fear. Neither is bad or good. It just, it's who we are, right? So when I'm like having fears and I'm going extreme. Um, Example, I was thinking about their Jasper trip and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if the gondola tram falls and and people die? Like that's that's being extreme. Because the truth is, the reality of my gift is, there's no way I would know that. The universe is not that cruel. But if you have like a, a nagging feeling and it's in the pit of your stomach, and it's hard to ignore, investigate that. When it's thoughts that are like a little bit hysterical, they feel hysterical. I don't know what other word to give it. Energetically, they feel hysterical. That can be our ego freaking out. Now, everybody's slightly different, so you do need to know yourself. But I know that when I'm having that, I have to, like, probably take a B12, (laughs) you know, to calm down and to get those nutrients of that. And I also need to, like, shake it off. But when I'm going to do something and there's this energy that feels kind of outside of me, I don't know exactly how to explain it. And it, it... you get used to it and get to know it when you pay attention to it more for your own personal self. It's kind of outside of me, and it feels like it makes me feel a little bit nauseous. I know that's something I need to pay attention to. Now, this has come through practice and through um, just seeing where things are. That's how I figured it out for myself. And I also know that we don't get to know when bad things are going to happen because that's not fair and we can't handle it. There are people that are prophetic and they do know and they get to see and they can obviously handle it. I'm not one of them. So I know when I'm in that energy, 
I need to shake it up. I need to calm down. I need to do something to ground myself. Cup of tea, dancing, going out to check cows, something to get me right here, right now, so I can sort through the energies instead of being hysterical. I hope that kind of makes sense. And when you're dealing with big crowds of people and they're all upset, it's easy to get drained. It's easy to take on their stuff. I Right now, social media, I have to be so careful. I'm on very carefully because I feel what people are feeling. When you're an empath, that's what happens. And so you have to find a way to navigate it, find a way to keep yourself grounded but compassionate having empathy and sympathy without taking on their energies. It's not easy. Those of us that are empaths, we want to fix everything for everybody. We want everybody to be happy, happy, joy, joy. But that's not possible or practical. So going back to when you're in a situation that can be challenging and you don't know whether you should say something or not, because that's prevalent right now, (laughs) I know, Mercury retrograde, ground your energy. Visualize or imagine those big, thick roots at the bottoms of your feet and take a moment to just ground so you can have that clarity to get the results that you're wanting and that's not even a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. How many times have people not taken what you said the way you meant it? Mm-hmm. Because realistically, too, people are dealing from their own perspective stuff point of view, right? I'm sure my friend there, she has perfectly good logical reasons for doing what she did to me that would make sense to her might not make sense to me because my perspective is obviously different but she has her reasons right we all do things from our own reasons and they're usually good ones to us doesn't matter what anybody else thinks right i have just found that people people do things and they always have a reason I mean, it might be just to manipulate. It might be just to assert their power. It might be coming from an unhealthy ego place, but it's still their reasons. We don't have to understand. What we do have to do, though, is accept our own stuff. I'm totally operating from ego when I'm dealing in this situation because I also know Bottom line, I want an apology, and I'm never going to get it. I shouldn't say that. That's a bad attitude, right? There's a possibility I could get it. Not likely, though. Not likely. The same group of people, there's another person that I used to be quite close with that I wanted an apology from, and not getting it, means we're done. 
And so when all this stuff happens, I get a chance to look at myself. Would I apologize? Yes. I know because I know me. I would not have handled these situations the way that they did. I also know that I do believe in consequences and responsibility, whether it's for myself, my children, or other people. I also know not everybody is able to do that. How often do you just let someone take advantage of you or be really terrible to you and you just let it slide? Oh, they must be having a bad day. You make excuses to justify the way they're treating you because it's easier than saying no. That wasn't acceptable. It doesn't make us weak. It's actually survival. But it's also learning. And we get to decide the next time it happens if we take it and say nothing or we don't and say, hmm, no, we're done here. Sometimes we just end up ghosting them, disengaging, ending the relationship slowly but surely, or sometimes completely and just not taking their calls, blocking them, being done. None of it is right or wrong. It's dealing with relationships. It's dealing with human emotions, trying to figure this all out. Nobody has it all figured out. And if you think somebody else does, I assure you you're mistaken. They may look like they have it all together, but they still have the same concerns as you do. They just might be in a different package. That's where we can have compassion. And faith. Faith that it will work out. Because some of us have decided that we want to understand ourselves. We want to understand our world. We want to be better people. We want to be more peaceful, more grounded. That's why we end up taking spiritual classes and going on a spiritual journey, right? We want to make sense of our lives We want to know why we're here, what we're supposed to do. (laughs) What's this journey all about? (laughs) It's a very confusing journey, but it has so much joys, so much joys. But it also has tragedies. As I was chatting with someone the other day, everything has a light and a dark. It's, It's just the way of our world. You can't have light without darkness. And darkness is not a bad thing. Darkness can be our ally because it shows us stuff. The people who have a darker energy, who just are horrible and make other people's lives horrible, as disgusting as it is and how we wish it wouldn't be that way, there's still lessons to be learned there. And it's obviously the way of this world because it happens. And we don't have to ever like it or understand it, but we do just have to acknowledge that it is and do our best to be light, do our best to know who we are, to operate from our own integrity, have boundaries. It's 
definitely a challenge, though, figuring stuff out. And I don't, we probably never will, totally. <laughs> but if we can find some peace in our life, some joy. Yeah, our, um, our country is going to be struggling with that bus crash for a very long time. And I'm actually, I, all I know how to do is send prayers and there's a, a GoFundMe and send donations. I can't even imagine what the families are going through. I can't. It's it's too much. I I can't. I hope I never know. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And so my advice to you is be careful on social media. And if you have to get off and not go on it for a, quite some time, honor that for yourself can get stuck, right? Our world is full of tragedies, and we're bombarded with them, and we have to try to juggle that energy with the positive so that we don't give up hope. Hope is what keeps us going. Hope is what sparks us, ignites us. It's that creativity, that how can I make this world a better place just one small step at a time? It doesn't have to be huge. We do have a purpose here. It's to be us, and however that looks. And not everybody's going to be in alignment with you. You're not going to agree with everybody about everything. Life is never going to be sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows every single day because you'd be bored and you'd create chaos. <laughs> we like challenges, even if we wish we didn't or ignore that we do or pretend that we don't. But when you have a problem and you solve it and you figure it out, it's a pretty amazing feeling, isn't it? I'm really enchanted right now, too, by the experiences that these kids are having with this exchange. I love learning about other people's lifestyles and what they do every day and how they are in this world because someone who lives downtown Toronto, who I get to visit when the exchange goes to Toronto, I get to go visit a cousin, and I get to see what her world is like. I'm pretty excited because it's so different from mine, so different. And that's exciting to me. Seeing someone else's viewpoint is huge. How they see their world. Because we're all in the same world, but we're all having very different experiences. Very different experiences. And what is right for you is not necessarily right for someone else. And I feel like there's a lot of posturing going on right now and not open-mindedness. I feel like there's a lot of people who are self-professed gurus who are not walking their talk. It's a cultivated image that we see. And for some reason, right now, I'm finding it incredibly annoying. <laughs> So what I'm doing 
is I'm looking at myself and where am I doing that? I mean, because if I'm noticing it in someone else, obviously either I've done it or I'd like to do it or I am doing it, right? There's an energy recognition there. So that's what I'm looking at. But then there's that empathic part of us that can feel when someone's not being their true selves and it makes us sad. And we can relate to that because when we're not able to be our true selves, it makes us sad. You know, it wasn't that long ago where I was freaked out and ashamed to use the word psychic. I had to work through that with my fantastic life coach. That's why I hired her. That was my specific goal. I wanted to make peace with that word. I still have times where I'm thinking, oh, I should be this, be the intuitive cowgirl. It would be easier. Because I get judged, and I feel when I'm getting judged. But I am a psychic. It's not something I can shut off. I've tried. (laughs) Alcohol does not drown it. so weird. Actually, sometimes enhances it. Even weirder. But we're struggling to find our place in this world. We're struggling to understand our world. Things are not the same as they were two years ago. It's like we're creating a new path, but we have no parameters. Completely unnerving. But we can do this. Okay. So, to help you when you're going through these challenges, I want to do the guided meditation with you. I think let's go and hang out in our special place. Because I feel like we need some energy resets. I feel like we need to get grounded. So if you can even take this 20 minutes and go there, and then when you're feeling edgy, unsure, and need grounding, you can just take yourself there. Even if you only take yourself there for three minutes, two minutes, one minute. Just visualize and imagine it and just soak up the energy from it. I want you to have some instant tools to navigate your life right now because it feels like we're being bombarded. Okay? So let's take a nice breath in and out. Sit back in your chair and cross your legs. Close your eyes. Now begin breathing very deeply. Take in full deep breaths. And with every breath you exhale, you're going to become more deeply relaxed. Breathing in.
After about the fifth breath, concentrate on the top of your head. You will begin to feel heavy, warm, could be tingly relaxation moving from the top of your head, down over your forehead, eyelids, and jaw. Deeply relaxing as you concentrate on the sound of my voice. no attention to any sound except for the sound of my voice. For these sounds are everyday sounds of life and cannot distract or disturb you, but will tend to relax you and allow you to go even deeper into this deep, heavy relaxation. This warm, heavy feeling of relaxation and just letting go. It's in your shoulders, down your back, and through your chest area. Letting go of your stresses. Letting go of worrying about life. Just deeply relaxing and breathing becomes very deep gentle, and rhythmic. And that drowsy, sleepy, daydreaming feeling of relaxation takes over. Just let it go. Drifting down deeper and deeper, and your arms, hand, and fingers are relaxing. Feeling a numb, pleasant, tingling feeling through your fingers as this relaxation grows deeper and deeper. Feel your stomach muscles relaxing, deeply relaxing. And this heavy, warm feeling of relaxation moves into your hips, and into your legs. You are now feeling this heavy, warm feeling of relaxation moving downward into your knees, feeling the weight of your legs pushing down heavier and heavier, and feeling your legs deeply relaxing, deeply relaxing. And this heavy relaxation moves into your ankles and your feet and into your toes. As you feel your body relaxing even more and letting go. Deeper and deeper. As I count from five down to zero, each count will represent deep relaxation and you will feel the body relaxing even more and letting go. Deeper and deeper. And when I reach zero, you will go deep asleep. Five, letting go. Four, three, two, one, zero. Deeply relaxed.
continue to enjoy this relaxation. And every breath simply allows you an even deeper calm, a deeper relaxation, being grounded into the earth, just feeling that solid anchor of energy. Let's begin to imagine your personal place, a place that is very beautiful, serene, secure, quiet, and peaceful. It can be a place that you know or one that you imagine. It can be a special room somewhere or it can be somewhere out in nature. Just allow yourself to go there now. Don't try to force it. things I want you to notice. What time of day is it? What's the weather like? What sounds do you notice there? What fragrances or aromas do you notice? How does it feel emotionally and energetically to be in your special place? 
find the most comfortable, most empowering, connected spot within your special place. Go there now. Soak up that energy. What's it like? else do you notice about your special place and the spot that you're in? How does it feel? To be so connected and empowered. Take a few more moments to soak up the benefits of being in the energy of your very special place and let rest, rejuvenation, balance, and harmony be yours. And the mind and body will respond. It's going to give you a few minutes to hang out there and enjoy all of that energy.
How are you feeling now that you've had a few moments to soak up the benefits of being in your special place? And you've let rest, rejuvenation, balance, and harmony be yours. And your mind and body has responded. What was the most meaningful thing about being in your special place? Now, give yourself a nice breath in, letting go, so you can move forward through your day, knowing that clarity is yours, bringing back from this journey the positive, the true, to your conscious, outer awake life, and now let's count up and come out at zero. Reinforce all the fabulous energy you've experienced there. At one, with a big, deep cleansing breath in. As we begin to come up and out. Two, realizing your body, where you've placed yourself, the room you're in. Three, a wonderful sense of well-being. Four, more alert and awake. And now five, eyes open wide awake feeling good nice remember this is your special place and you get to tap into that energy anytime whenever you need it enjoy i will be back next week bye bye you have been listening to psychic cowgirl radio with shannon lackman Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.